Blog Talk Radio. It's that time, America. Your very own nationally award-winning family radio talk show. Let's Talk America with host Shayla Thornton is set to air now. We feature the trending news stories, the timely interviews you want to hear, and the hottest music in the industry. This show truly is news talk for everyone. Let others know right now that you're tuned in to quality news talk that matters. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton. The broadcast begins now, now, now. Well, happy Tuesday to you, and welcome to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Of course, I am Shana Thornton, and I am so honored that you opted to join us live here on the show on Tuesday, November the 29th. Now, welcome to the final Tuesday of November 2016. I trust you're having a great week thus far, and I sure hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. I hope it was joyful with your family and friends, and Christmas is knocking, and it's knocking loudly. Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton is a national award-winning family news talk program that presents news talk to every single member of your household, now regardless of age or generation. Over the past three years, we've had the amazing opportunity to be on air, and we've presented the exclusive interviews on so many topics out there with the leading experts, advocates, and celebrity guests. And we cover topics uh, that include health, law, politics, education, pop culture, music, and so much more. And we aim to continue that in 2017, which, of course, is right around the corner. Right now, I would encourage you to please hashtag LTA Radio. Please hashtag LTA Radio, all caps, the lowercase. It doesn't matter. And let others know that you are tuned into the show right now. You can hashtag us on Pinterest, Google+, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram. You name it, we are out there. And do use the hashtag. Hashtag LTA Radio. That's easy for us to find you, and we will follow back. Well, we have one exceptional show lineup for you tonight. Now, TV superstar Lisa Givens joins us tonight to discuss National Caregivers Month. Now, this topic is very pertinent to many of our listeners. Do message your friends right now. We will cover the issues relevant to this reality for millions of Americans, including the potential stress and long-distance factors. Stay with us. Also, November is Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and tonight we have Katie Brown with the Longevity Organization and Anita Longston. She's a registered nurse in oncology. They will talk about the unique challenges and experience of caregivers for people fighting lung cancer in light of a new study that puts the spotlight on living with lung cancer. Now, this is a very interesting and timely segment. Now, the month of November happens to also be National Adoption Month. We have with us tonight, Michael Cotton and his wife Bridget join us to discuss adoption and a new resource available. You want to check it out. And lastly, today is Giving Tuesday. Now, you may have seen the hashtag trending on social media. Save the Children CEO Carolyn Miles joins us in minutes to discuss a very special initiative going on today. And you still have time to support. Now, she was at the New York Stock Exchange ringing the bell earlier. Stay with us to hear about the special news. It's an excellent interview. Listen in. Now, you know 
show here on Let's Talk America Radio. We love timely talk and great news, but we also love putting the spotlight on dynamic music. And tonight, I'm so excited to feature the music of musician Michelle Johnson. So you want to stay with us. And remember, we also will be presenting our signature in the news, and that's where we highlight the top trending news of the hour. Remember, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton aims to keep you informed. This is your family radio talk show. Message all of your family and friends. Let them know right now, LTA Radio is on. We're broadcasting. It's Tuesday night. Let's get it. Hi, this is Shirley, and we just love listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Hi, my name is Kavarga, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Hi, my name is Nicole Dodd, and I'm tuning in every Tuesday at 7.30 to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. This is Audrey, and I'm listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. This is such an awesome show. If you're not connected, you really need to be. Arc Homes Realty Group, LLC, is a woman-owned independent real estate firm located in Conyers, Georgia, but serving Metro Atlanta and its suburbs. Arc Homes was started just 18 months ago and currently has agents in Rockdale, Newton, Henry, Gwinnett, and Fayette Counties. We're currently looking for new or experienced residential and or commercial realtors. Call Angela Campbell, broker and owner, at 404-821-3455. We're achieving results and committed to service. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, I would always like to give a special acknowledgement to all of our national partners and sponsors. Your support truly is priceless. Now, if you happen to be with an organization and you're looking for innovative ideas for marketing and branding, do speak with one of our members of the team at Let's Talk America Radio. The quickest way to do that is shoot us an email and we will connect with you. You can email us at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, send us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Also, I'd be remiss if I did not thank all of our weekly loyal listeners. Thanks for all that you do for tuning in. Even if you miss our live broadcast, you always find a way to go back on the podcast and listen in and provide your feedback. Thank you so much. Remember, if you have a smartphone device, it's easy to listen to the show anytime, 24 hours a day at your convenience. Simply visit www.ltaradio.com. Again, visit ltaradio.com, and there you will find the various links to all of our podcast locations. It's easy to find us. If you have an iPhone, you can certainly listen to us on iTunes, or you can simply go to Blog Talk Radio. Simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. We're very easy to find, okay? So we certainly appreciate everyone for tuning in. Well, right now, everyone, it is time for our signature in the news, and this is where we we highlight the top trending news of the hour. A friendly reminder, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton has collaborated with the one and only SCB TV Channel 182 out of Georgia on the Charter Network. There we present the televised edition of In the News. Check us out, and the quickest route to get there is visiting ltaradio.com. Again, visit ltaradio.com. Well, we're set to kick it off for this week on Tuesday, November the 29th, 2016, In the News. Plane crash. A chartered plane carrying a First Division Brazilian soccer team to the country of Colombia for a soccer game crashed in northwestern Colombia this past Monday night, killing 76 of the 81 on board. Six people initially survived the crash, but one of them died shortly after the incident. The five survivors were taken to nearby hospitals. 
In the news, campus attack. A Somalia-born Ohio State student crashed his vehicle into pedestrians on the Columbus campus of Ohio State University this past Monday and proceeded to stab students with a butcher knife before being fatally shot by a university police officer. Eleven people were rushed to the hospital and one was in critical condition. The incident is being investigated by the FBI. And finally, in the news, wildfires in Tennessee. A historic wildfire has burned some parts of Gatlinburg, Tennessee. As of today, the wildfires have destroyed hundreds of homes and businesses and forced the evacuation of thousands of residents. Now, around 100 homes have been damaged or destroyed by flames from spreading wildfires. Over 14,000 people have been evacuated from Gatlinburg. We will keep you posted as more details emerge. Now, do stay informed with Let's Talk America with the host Shana Thornton radio show. And the quickest way to do that is joining us on Twitter. And that's where we share news stories 24 hours a day. Our handle on Twitter is SS Thornton. Our handle on Twitter is S-S-T-H-O-R-N-T-O-N. And we do follow back everyone. Well, stay with us. In mere seconds, we are excited to highlight a very important topic, caregivers, okay? November is National Caregivers Month, and the one and only fellow journalist and TV star, Lisa Gibbons, will join us to talk about this mission and why it's so important to her. You're listening to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio, where we offer news, talk, and music. Bold Favorite Magazine is the leadership lifestyle magazine highlighting bold people, organizations, and causes that inspire us to live fearlessly. Feature your business to our email list of 250,000 people all over the globe and on our engaged social media platforms. Bold Favorite prides itself on pairing your business with empowering articles and profiles to ensure you are seen and appreciated by people who want to support you. And bonus, advertise with us to feature your product on television programs produced by our parent company at no additional cost. Visit BoldFavorMagazine.com or call 866-611-3753 to get started today. The future favors the bold. Be fearless. This is award-winning medical correspondent Dr. Bob Ardott, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio. Welcome back, everyone. You are tuned in to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton Radio Show. It is now time for our signature inspirational quote of the night. And this is where we highlight one pretty encouraging and motivational statement. And tonight it comes from U.S. First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, who once said, You must do the things you think you cannot do. Again, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt once said, you must do the things you think you cannot do. And you know, what a very powerful statement that really speaks for itself. Sometimes we see things as unthinkable, as unachievable, but we must pursue them. After all, how else are dreams achieved? We'll keep pushing and keep thriving. You're listening to Let's Talk America Radio, and in mere seconds, I'm excited to welcome Lisa Gibbons to the show. She's going to put the spotlight on a very important reality for millions of Americans and millions of people living worldwide, talking about being a caregiver. What stresses are related to it? Lisa's going to break it all down for us. Stay with us. Hi, this is College Senior at the College of Worcester, Brenda Core, and you're listening to Let's Talk America Radio with Shana Thornton. This is Atlanta-based gospel singer Davina Williams. You can find me at www.davinawilliams.wix.com slash gospel singer. And you are listening to Let's Talk America with host Shane Thornton. Yeah. 
welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Now, you know, here on the program, we put the spotlight on the issues and topics that concern you. And caring for a loved one can be an extremely rewarding experience, but it can also be difficult and overwhelming for some. Now, many caregivers deal with guilt and worry about the amount of time they spend with a parent or family member. We're human after all. Well, I'm so honored right now to have the one and only acclaimed television host, Lisa Gibbons on. She's a longtime advocate for caregiving. Welcome to the program, Lisa. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And for those who don't know, Lisa, that November is National Caregivers Month, and we are honored to put the spotlight on this issue that really um, is relevant to so many people. My first question to you, as a caregiver, um, how can you find the balance between caring for that loved one and taking care of yourself and your own immediate family? That's the tricky part of the journey. I don't think, really, that there is a middle of the seesaw, honestly. I think in this respect, balance oftentimes is bogus, and part of the guilt comes from us feeling that we're not doing it right. You know, um, we get overwhelmed because there's so much pain. We can't change the outcome necessarily. Uh, We don't like that feeling of helplessness. Uh, It causes us to look at our own mortality, and sometimes this sort of inertia sets in where all the members of the family will just go to their own corners and lick their wounds. Um, So it's hard to find how to get the positive forward motion that's going to give you the best outcomes for your loved one and also allow you to stay sane and to reclaim a part of your life because, you know, this is two-thirds of the caregivers, the family caregivers, are women. We're, you know, we are hardwired to be nurturers. We love to give, and that's a beautiful part, I think, of, of all of our complexity. We're not so great at receiving. So as you say, it's Family Caregivers Month, and the theme is take care to give care. So another platform for us to beat this drum like we have to do, it is imperative that to run the marathon of caregiving, that you have got to be mentally, physically, spiritually, just emotionally ready. Because if you're not, it can take 10 years off of your life because of this compassion fatigue. And that, to me, is just an unacceptable statistic. And, you know, something that comes to mind for me is you're saying when you are stressed and someone's not able to uh, take care of their own stress, being a caregiver, if you're taking a decade off of your life, um, I can only say, well, then you're not going to be good for anyone, but especially the one who needs you that cared uh, for a family member or family or friend, right? Precisely right. And better care for you means better outcomes for the care receiver. So this is a a journey that depletes. There's 65 million people, the sons and the daughters, the husbands, the wives, the friends, who are showing up for duty, you know, like family first responders. You know, the the house is burning down, there's been an earthquake, there's been a flood, a disaster, and they're running towards the problem while everybody else is, is bailing. So we don't often see that there are ways that we can help the caregivers and we should, and we should recognize how heroic they are. And there are things that the caregivers can do to make their journey easier. For me, I lost my mom to Alzheimer's in 2008. Her mom, my granny, died of the same disease. So my dad was living alone in the house on the lake where he lived with my mom, and I worried about him. He's 87 years old. I ultimately nagged him so much 
that he finally acquiesced and said, okay, 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 I'll get this medical alert device. Because I said, Daddy, it's not for you, okay? I know you think that you're fine. My dad thinks he's John Wayne, like nothing's ever going to happen. But for me, I felt so much better knowing that he could call for help, whatever happened. So sure enough, Dad had a heart attack. He hit the floor. And when he hit the floor, had he not been wearing his Phillips Lifeline, we wouldn't have him today. So I think that having that discussion with your parents about a personal emergency response system is a really important one. You know, we kind of all think, well, we've got a cell phone. Well, here's the deal. Dad has a Phillips Go Safe now. I'm wearing one right now. It's wearing just like a small pendant you wear around your neck. Wow. And it's a button that even if you can't push it, if you, are, if you pass out or you're disoriented or you can't reach it, it has automatic fall detection. So it will call for help for you in the shower, when Dad's on the boat, fishing in the lake, nice. in any state in the country. So this gives me tremendous protection to know that, you know, within 20 seconds of pushing that button, he's going to have response. And I, I just feel that, that this is one of the things that as caregivers we can do to eliminate our guilt of not being able to fix it. And I love that because I was just going to ask you a question about those who are caregivers or loved ones that live away, right, not necessarily 20 minutes down the street but maybe in another city or another state. They're dealing with the emotions and the guilt. But I would just imagine that uh, what you just mentioned, that would be one great way to help address it, knowing that our loved one will be fine if they're able to live away from them independently, right? You're so right. And I think that that we get guilt when we feel like, we're not doing all we can do, and we feel guilty. There's good guilt. You know, if you're spending time with your loved one and you're snapping or if you're taking that phone call and being rude and you feel guilty, you probably should because that instructs you to be more patient. Maybe you need a break. Maybe you need to develop more coping skills. But the trapping kind of guilt is, you know, the oughta, coulda, shoulda. You know, I should have been able to do better. I'm his daughter. You know, I ought to handle this alone. You know, I saw mom do it. All those things are just traps that don't move us forward. So for me, I get my dad an emergency medical alert device, and I also, dad now is on all this medication after the heart attack. So once again, I employed technology. He now has a Phillips medication dispenser system. So most seniors are dealing with one or more chronic conditions, and they're taking often lots of meds. When you take it, how you take it, with food, without, if you miss a dose, all those things can mean the difference between life or death. So that eliminates guilt because I know I've got a plan. I'm doing all I can do. And that's really, I think, the best gift we can give ourselves is just to avail ourselves of the information. Awesome information. You know, before you leave us, Lisa, do you have any additional tips on how to keep the family together as a parent um, ages? Because siblings that were once so close, when they're toddlers, they always want to be around each other. As the parent ages, then we find that siblings can grow apart. Any advice? I think that we have to keep in mind that if our loved ones are seeming difficult, that it's probably their, their fear to try and understand what are they afraid of, how can I be more sensitive, how can I join them where they are, because they can't join us in our world. We need to make accommodations for them. And I think we, as family members, um, you know, we're spread out all over the country in many cases, but even if your nuclear family is there, to make the time to have kind of touch-based meetings. You know, and you can Skype in, you can FaceTime, you can call in, but just to kind of touch base and take the temperature. How are you feeling about things? What are you worried about? 
making sure that everybody feels that they're a part of caring for this loved one. Because we're hardwired to care. That's what makes yes. us different as humans. And to be able to offer what we can from where we can is the difference between being resentful or feeling that this is a uh, positive experience, and it can be a very positive one. Absolutely. And before you leave us, you know, for those who are saying they're caregiving possibly right now, maybe the parent or the sister or partner has been diagnosed with something and they don't know where to go. They don't know how to deal with it. Or maybe someone's already been broken emotionally. I know there are services and some resources available for those to seek professional assistance or help because, after all, no one can do it exclusively alone, right? Absolutely not. In fact, I think we are stronger when we know our limits. And the people who are really the best pace, pace setters, the best guideposts, are ones who walked the path before. And caregivers tell me all the time, yes, they need clinical support, they need diagnostics, they need all of that, but they really need somebody who says, I see you, I understand that this is hard, I see you doing your best. And so I always encourage people to be able to receive the help that others are offering. Um, whether that's your friends and neighbors or professional organizations. Okay. There's a lot of help at um, philipslifeline.com, and okay. you can see this technology and see what can I afford, how can I customize it for my family. Wow, know when to accept help. Give us that website one more time for our national and international listeners to go for everything you spoke about today. Lifeline.philips.com. I love it. Lisa Gibbons, what an honor to have you on. Thank you for joining us on Let's my Talk pleasure. America Radio. Bye-bye. It was Out of Love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by sensational author James Marr. It's a powerful book that will truly inspire you. In this bizarre but true love story, a husband unravels the mystery surrounding his wife's 30-year deception and discovers the true meaning of God's grace and forgiveness. All readers will gain from this phenomenal life story. Get a copy of the book for yourself or for a loved one. Download the free ebook at www.itwasoutoflove.com. Again, get your free ebook version of this phenomenal book by visiting www.itwasoutoflove.com. It was out of love, a true love story of deception, grace, and forgiveness by Arthur James Marr. This is Leslie. I'm really enjoying the show. Let's Talk America keeps you in the know. Hi, my name is Tina Harrell, and I just love listening to Shana Thornton on Let's Talk America. It's wonderful. Please keep it going, Shana. Hi, I'm Yolanda, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Let's keep it going. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning family radio talk show, Let's Talk America, with host Shana Thornton. Now, you know, here on the show, we put the spotlight on the issues that concern you and what matters more than your health. Now, according to the American Cancer Society, lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death among men and women, resulting in one out of four cancer deaths. I am no expert at any of this, but you know here on the show we seek those that are. And I'm excited right now to be working with and speaking with the Vice President of Longevity Foundation, Katie Brown. Of course, uh, they focus on Lung Cancer Awareness Month and also National Family Caregivers Month. And I'm also on right now with registered nurse Anita Longstein. Welcome, ladies. So let's talk America Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. 
thank you for being on with us. Now, uh, Katie, it's interesting we're saying it kills so many people, yet you know uh, in general people are afraid of cancer, rightfully so, but there seems to be so much focus on other cancers, yet lung cancer uh, is so uh, frighteningly common. Why? It is. Um, One in 15 people are diagnosed with lung cancer, and as you said, in the U.S., it is the leading cause of cancer death. Um, There are multiple risk factors for getting lung cancer, um, and also just having lungs. Um, If you breathe, you are at risk for getting lung cancer. There are more than 220,000 new cases of lung cancer diagnosed every year. Oh, wow. I mean, for someone listening in right now, they say, I don't smoke. Right, Anita? And I thought when growing up, that was the biggest thing. You don't smoke. If you did smoke, you stopped smoking. I mean, is there any logical reason why we're saying it? I know uh, Katie pointed out we have lungs and there are different reasons, but isn't smoking one of the big reasons that we were taught? That's a very good question. Um, I think that there is a stigma around lung cancer, and people who don't smoke and get lung cancer have an even more difficult time as to their caregivers because of that stigma. And it's also a very underfunded um, type of cancer. Okay. <coughs> Is so there, there other, I'm sorry, there are other risk factors as well, like radon okay. and asbestos and pollution. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so uh, it definitely has a stigma, and that's what we're doing here is we're raising awareness about lung cancer and National Caregiver Month and the fact that anybody can get lung cancer. You know, Katie, when we talk about different um, health concerns or even cancer, and we covered breast cancer, obviously, because, you know, we just left out of the month of October, um, they'll say, you know, maybe one group is affected more than others. When it comes to lung cancer, uh, does it affect more men or women, or, and if so, what age group? So primarily the age group of those being diagnosed with lung cancer is over 70. Um, Although we are seeing a a large number of people under the age of 40 being diagnosed with lung cancer, Um, it kills more men than any other cancer. It kills more women than any other cancer. And it kills more women, it kills twice as many women under 40 than breast cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Anita, I want to go back to you. Someone listening in right now, um, obviously we know people can do everything ideal and still uh, get diagnosed with diseases. But right now, let's try to talk about in an attempt of prevention, what are some great healthy points that we should all know to try to avoid is cancer or lung cancer specifically as much as possible? Well, specifically, um, not smoking, obviously. Okay. Okay. Um, would be the main uh, the main prevention for not getting lung cancer. Okay, which is which is obvious, but I mean, yet when you look at the studies, there are people, especially a lot of young people, that continue to pick up cigarettes, right? Correct. I don't think yeah. there's anything that would talk a, a young person out of doing something that you know they know isn't good for them. I would I would often like to bring young people into our treatment suite so they can see. Okay you know, what people go through when they have lung cancer. Also, wow. in an area that's high in radon, um, uh-huh. having your home tested for radon yeah. 
is great. And then also just overall being healthy helps. Um, We know that some people get lung cancer who have zero risk factors and have never been um, near cigarette smoke. So being overall healthy will help no matter um, what type of challenges or diseases you may be diagnosed with. And I think that's important, Katie, that you bring that up because uh, on the show, uh, they always talk about the three pillars of health. Uh, We have so many medical experts that have, and they'll talk about diet and really saying if you're obese, try to get that under control. Um, From my understanding, that can put you at risk for a lot of different cancers, right? Absolutely. Too much of everything is not good, unfortunately. Okay, Okay. that's a good point. Yeah. I know you all focus also on the caregiver's part, which is so essential. Um, If someone is diagnosed with lung cancer um, or any medical condition, being a caregiver, um, sincerely, frankly speaking, when we've done shows on it, people have expressed it can be a tough journey. Anything, Katie, you want that caregiver listening in right now to know? I want that caregiver to know that there is resources for them, that they don't have to walk this journey alone. Also, that they don't have to shoulder 100% of the burden. You know, ask for help, accept help when it's offered, and then seek resources that are out there for you and that will help the patient. And also, you know, take breaks away from cancer caregiving. You know, remember who you were before cancer and um, and still have that relationship with your loved one. Um, that's what I'd wow. like to know. You know, Anita, what sort of uh, experiences do do caregivers um, have when they're dealing with people with any condition, but specifically lung cancer? I mean, is there, I guess, would it be, uh, now we know the physical part, but also emotional of the person that's dealing with the disease? Um, Yes, it can be very overwhelming when a patient and caregiver go into the physician's office. Um, I recommend that caregivers and patients take notes during their office visits okay. um, and that they prepare themselves ahead of time to learn as much about the disease and the treatment options as they can. Okay. Wow. And that's great information. You know, uh, Katie, I know you, the group you're with at Longevity, and what a, a great name, uh, focusing, of course, on lung cancer, but also living longer, a great life. Uh, what uh, does your organization do? Explain for those who uh, don't know more much about it. Longevity is the leading national lung cancer-focused nonprofit. We focus on lung cancer research. We are the largest private funder of lung cancer research. And, and that said, because that sounds impressive, um, it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a drop in the bucket. We really, really need more awareness and more support. Okay. We also have the largest support network for people impacted by lung cancer. And oh, wow. we collaborate with um, healthcare professionals and facilities and um, industry partners to try to provide um, the resources that patients and caregivers need. Wow. And I also know um, professionally and personally you're also founder and co-creator of the Lung Cancer Support Community, which is an online lung cancer support group. How neat is that? Yeah, that's great. So my dad was diagnosed with lung cancer in 2002, and at that time there were no resources for people impacted by lung cancer. Okay. So um, that's when that was started, and there's over 400,000 posts on that, that message board today. Wow. And before we leave, I, I know uh, you and Anita eloquently expressed that one of the 
uh, most essential things to help uh, cut your risk is not to smoke. But, Katie, emphasize also exposure to secondhand smoke. Because I want to say that because you have loving guardians and grandparents that are out here that saying, well, you know, I do smoke and I'm trying to stop, um, but I don't smoke around the kids. I step outside or I don't let them be in the same room or if they walk by. But I know there's been some research lately that's in secondhand smoke or even exposure to the carcinogens can be pretty dangerous, right? Yeah, I have to agree. I would just say anything that's not air is dangerous and just okay. don't do it. And and it's just part of being, it's part of good parenting, um, Okay. keeping that away from our kids. Wow. We, and where can, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I wanted to know where can our listeners go for more information about lung cancer and everything the two of you spoke about today? Yeah, absolutely. So to learn more about lung cancer, you can visit navigatelungcancer.org. Um, it's a great race, uh, resource for caregivers developed by Bristol-Myers Squibb in partnership with lung cancer organizations like Longevity. You can go to longevity.org and cr- uh, request a mentor for peer-to-peer support and all wow. the information that way. So caregivers don't have to go through this alone. Wow, powerful information. Thank you for joining us here. Anita and Katie on Let's Talk America Radio. Thank you. Thank you. I'm LaAngela from the Atlanta metro area, and I listen to Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. My name is Shana. I'm four years old, and I listen to Let's Talk America. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk show, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the show we put the spotlight on the issues and topics that matter to you and what matters more, of course, than everything that surrounds your household, your family. And we have a diverse group here on Let's Talk America Radio and very honored about that. Did you know that November was National Adoption Awareness Month? Well, many people don't know, but it is such an important topic to bring up because we know here in the U.S. and abroad, our families are very important. Now, I'm no expert in any of this, but I'm so excited right now to have three individuals on the line that can speak about this very important time period. I'm talking about Michael Catone and Bridget Berry, and they are adoptive parents, and Michael is featured in the very uh, exciting and innovative Jockey Campaign. We'll get into that more. And Linnea Schramm, she's Executive Director of Jockey Being Family. Welcome to the three of you to Let's Talk America Radio. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Very exciting. Now, Michael and Bridget, I know it's National Adoption Awareness Month. You're adoptive parents to a beautiful child. Tell us what that experience has been like, Bridget. The the experience was wonderful. We were very lucky that um, everything went well, and it was a very quick adoption process for us. Um, We're blessed with a beautiful baby boy. Wow. Congratulations. And, Michael, so being a being a new dad, that, that is cool. Lots of uh, parents think that it's the first time experience can be exciting. It can be overwhelming. What has that been like for you personally? It's been a little bit of both. Uh, more so <laughs> on, on the exciting side. I've enjoyed every single moment with Ben. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that, that the Jockey Show campaign has given me the opportunity to, to share my story and my excitement about him. Yes, and, I, and, I, and speaking of that ad, I have seen it. It's very cool. You're holding your son. I mean, so when people look at this ad, they're saying, wow, what a beautiful, loving father with his child. What do you want to come from this ad uh, that's being seen all over the world? Uh, I want the, the ad to encourage people to be comfortable expressing their true selves 
I, I think a great part of the ad itself is uh, showing the skin-to-skin contact uh, with my son. And I yes. want, you know, again, everybody to feel comfortable with themselves. Yeah, Michael, let's talk about that because we know that uh, the journey of fatherhood has changed in the last 70 years. And maybe not for everyone, but certainly there are individuals, there are males that I've spoken with who say their grandfather's way of uh, fathering was very different from their own father's, and they father very different. Now, you know there is a stereotype, and um, there is probably some truth to it, but I've interviewed people, that it came from a time period where fathers were more distant, some of them were, where mothers were more of the nurturers. And seeing a skin-to-skin contact, I mean, to me, it's a beautiful thing. You're talking about a father loving their children. But you know, 80 years ago, uh, for some families throughout the U.S. and the world, fathers uh, were sort of seen and they were sort of the, uh, if you will, the bread makers of the family and, and actually interacting with their child was not that often. It wasn't something that was heard of. Your thoughts on how fatherhood has evolved in so many ways? Well, I, I absolutely agree with your sentiments there. Uh, my my childhood was a little different uh, in that regard. My father was very hands-on, uh, and we spent a lot awesome. of time. Uh, and that's how I, I anticipate my relationship with Vingo, and we spend a lot of time together, so he's comfortable in telling me whatever he wants. Uh, nice. Any- very nice. Michael, are you still with us? I am. Oh, good. And that's amazing to see that interaction. Bridget, obviously, you, the two of you are raising this beautiful uh, child together. Uh, to see him interact with the child, what is that like for you as a mother, to see that he's just as nurturing? I mean, it's great. You know, we're, Michael and I are, are in this together. Um, if anything, I would say Michael spends probably more time uh, with Vin just due to our, our working schedules. Yes. Um, and Michael's a great Michael's a great dad. Uh, he beautiful. Fine, getting his rolling up his sleeves, getting his hands dirty, so to speak. Um, and you know, he makes dinner for us every night. We're very, very lucky to have him. Bridget, we've covered adoption on this show before, um, where we've had um, individuals who are adoption experts who help families uh, come together. We've also had adoptive parents, and some have expressed um, different uh, thoughts on the ideas of saying some of it, uh, it took a very long time to get um, their child that belonged to them, that it was uh, a lot of paperwork and it become frustrating. Obviously, you all are in a great spot where it happened for you all beautifully. Any advice or, or words of wisdom for parents or potential parents listening to this national program right now? and they are on, uh, they're in the process and becoming frustrated? Yeah, I, I would say that, um, you know, if, it, if it's something that, that you know in your heart is what you want to do, don't give up. Um, there's a lot of resources out there, um, pre-adoption, uh, and then also post-adoption, which is uh, Jockey being family provides a lot of the post-adoption resources. But, um, you know, don't give up. If you want to make a family... Uh, you know, I, I think that if you put in the time and the, the, um, the energy, it'll happen. Yeah. Wow, beautiful words. Don't give up and stay uh, in it for the long run, certainly. Now, Lene, I want to turn my attention to you. You're the executive director of Jockey Being Family. Why is it so important for the organization to be a part of this ad and this entire movement for uh, a National Adoption Awareness Month? Hey, Shana, it was so important because our foundation, Jockey Being Family, was founded by the chairman and CEO of Jockey International, Deborah oh, wow. Waller, who herself was adopted as an infant. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so when she was deciding uh, what 
her corporation was going to do in terms of foundation and fundraising, this was a very natural fit. And she found that there weren't any major corporations or businesses in the country that focused on post-adoption services. So uh, ah. Jackie decided that that would be their foundation focus. Wow, I love that. And, and the ad, it's very creative, it's very innovative, it's very nurturing, it's a, a lot of things. Um, wh- what do you want, when you see this ad, what do you want families all over to get, not just adoptive parents, but um, other parents, what do you want them to gain from this ad? I want them to gain that family is really very important to all of us. And every family, no matter the makeup, uh, how they're put together, uh, that family is something that we should all cherish and really you know, be happy to express our love for our families. Wow, I love that. And I know um, this, uh, your group, which is innovative, of course, um, you're saying which you're saying that it's the post-adoption. For those who are not very familiar with the adoption process, what exactly does that mean? What do those resources look like? Okay, you know, after the adoption becomes final and everyone thinks that's sort of the end of the process, but it's really just the beginning. Adoption and creating families is a lifelong process. And there can be some stumbling blocks after the adoption. So Jockey Being Family provides funding and resources to local and national organizations who provide these adoptive families with education, support groups, therapy if needed. And we just want to see families stay together forever. We want there to be forever families. Wow, I love that. And then you're right. And when you talk about the post-adoption process, it's not something you don't hear a lot of. At least I don't in the news industry. Uh, we don't. We focus on the uh, process before and then when it happens. But thank you all for sharing such a positive message of love. I love that. Now, Linnea, where can our national listeners go for more information? Do you all have a website or uh, somewhere they can go to find out more information about the services? Yes, we do. Our website is www.jockeybeingfamily.com. And we have a lot of resources on there. If they go to our partner tab on that website, they will find lots of local, national resources that they can connect with to get all kinds of help, like I said before, education, support, et cetera. Well, great information, Linnea. Thank you for being on with us. Of course, again, she's executive director of the Jockey Dean family. And congratulations to Michael Cadone and also Bridget Berry on your baby. Enjoy him. They grow up quick. Yes, they do. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. Thanks for being on. Let's talk America Radio. Have a great day. You're listening to the Let's Talk About Radio. Stay tuned, Ben. Welcome back, listeners, to your national award-winning news talk program, Let's Talk America. Now, you know here on the show, we put the spotlight on the issues, the topics that concern you, and what more than giving back. Now, what do you happen to give the person who seems to have everything? Well, give them charitable gifts that give back. And when you give gifts for a great cause, even the pickiest people on your shopping list will be brimming with joy. So if you need great gifts for grandparents, great gifts for teachers, or great gifts for even your colleagues, look no further than our charitable gift catalog. And when I say our, I'm talking about a very important organization, Saving the Children. And right now, have someone on with us that knows a lot about the organization. She's CEO of the organization, Carolyn Mao. Carolyn, welcome to Let's Talk America Radio. Thanks, Shana. Great to be with you. 
awesome to be on with you. Now, of course, it is Tuesday night. It is uh, Give Back Tuesday. Many people have seen it trending on social media. And I know your organization takes this to heart. Explain the initiative um, that you're on right now. Sure. Well, it's Giving Tuesday, as you said, uh, getting towards the end of Giving Tuesday, and it's a day that we really focus on giving back here in the United States, and it's the fifth year of Giving Tuesday, and Save the Children is doing a lot of things today, uh, mostly making it easy for people to give gifts that make a big difference for kids. Um, So we have a gift catalog, as you said, with lots of great options. Now, now, I know one of the things that I happen to find in the uh, catalog is something of mosquito nets that keep children safe throughout the night in certain parts of the world. Uh, that's right, because malaria is one of the things that kills kids um, under the age of five, particularly in Africa. It's the number one killer in many countries wow. in Africa. So these bed nets are um, really inexpensive, and uh, as long as kids sleep under bed nets, then they are protected from malaria. So it's a great gift to give um, to make kids' lives better. I love that. And from my understanding, also these gifts are reasonable in price. I think I read that for less than 20 cents a day, Carolyn, that perhaps it could help some a child throughout the world receive both. That's right. You can sponsor a child. Um, you can also give things like soccer balls for as little as $15 um, that give kids a chance to play. You can give a goat to a family uh, for $60, and that goat provides uh, milk for the family, also um, income because they usually can sell some of the goat's milk as well. So there are great gifts um, in the catalog that can help kids, all, all kinds of kids all around the world. And now it's Get Back Tuesday, and many people are focused on it. Again, it's a trending hashtag on social media. But right now I want to talk about the overall cause, right, because it's bigger than a trending hashtag for you, Carolyn. Tell us about uh, Save the Children and why this is so important uh, for you and for others to be a part of. Well, Save the Children's uh, been around almost 100 years, so we'll be 100 wow. years old in 2019. Um, and it's an organization that works in about 120 countries around the world. So, um, you know, we're helping kids in terms of health programs, education, protection, a lot of work with refugee children right now. So that's a huge wow. part of our work. And in the gift catalog, there are also gifts that go to our refugee programs as well. You know, here on Let's Talk America Radio Show, uh, Carolyn, we uh, always try to spotlight the issues that concern us because I happen to believe personally as a journalist that we're connected as human beings. But for someone that's sitting in uh, San Jose, California, and, and they think mm-hmm. of hunger or issues of not being able to be educated, and they say, well, here in the U.S., we really don't have those problems. It's not quite painted like that. Um, but I know you would say to uh, that person that maybe it may not be apparent here in the U.S. or may not think of it on a global scale, but it certainly exists, right? Absolutely. I was uh, just visiting our programs in Mississippi, actually, just a couple weeks yeah. ago, and we work in about 20 states here in the U.S. on making sure kids can read. And okay. in these communities where we work, about 25% of the kids never learn to read. So that is a huge issue. And think about if you don't know how to read and you're living in America, it's it's going to be a tough road. So there is lots of need here in the United States. And as I said, we do work here in the U.S. And and people can give a gift that goes specifically to our U.S. programs. Um, You know, the poverty that you see in the United States is is really actually quite dire. Wow. 
And, you know, I, I know you mentioned the situation of uh, Mississippi or throughout, and we've covered literacy rates, and it, it continues to sure. astound me, Carolyn, that here we are in the U.S., right, uh, one of the most educated yep. nations in the world that we consider, but yet we do have a literacy concern. And I've had literacy experts yep. come on and say that, um, and they've all, often connected illiteracy, if you will, that rate to institutionalized of being uh, incarcerated. There's a connection yep. there of saying if you're not able to read or write adequately, there could be a bad connection to for kids. Yeah, there's a very sad statistic that basically says you can um, you can project the number of prison cells you'll need based on the number of kids who drop out of school, um, you know, or can't read by the fourth or fifth grade. Uh, so uh-huh. there's a huge connection. So that's one of the reasons we do so much work in the United States. And um, one of the things that we really spend a lot of time on is preschool. Because oh, wow. if you can give kids that early start, they do so much better in school. And we've got lots of data that shows kids being able to read at a much higher rate when we give them awesome. just even a year of, of high-quality preschool. So Great another news. big thing we work on. Yep. For someone listening from Atlanta, Georgia right now, and they want to help out, are there different ways they can help out? I know you have this great catalog where they can actually yep. give the gift. Um, anything else, any other approaches they can do to give back? Yeah, I mean, if they go to our website at savethechildren.org, there's lots of different ways that people can give depending on their interests. Um, the gift catalog is savethechildren.org backslash gifts, so they can go right to that if they're in a hurry okay. uh, and want to make a gift today. And that gift will actually be matched today, so it'll double nice. uh, this, the, uh, the value of their gift. So, But the website is definitely the best place to, to find all the information about what Save the Children is doing in the United States and, and all around the world. It's Giving Tuesday, and of course, we're on right now with the CEO of Faith the Children, Carolyn Mouth. And Carolyn, I, I believe you all have a collaboration with Johnson & Johnson. Is that right? We do. And actually, I'm on my way down to New York City uh, today to be with J&J. We're going to ring the bell on, on uh, awesome. at the Stock Exchange today. We're going to try to get some of those traders to give us some money for kids, uh, right. <laughs> which I think is, is only fair. That's and, right. Um, and and J and J is matching all of our donations today up to four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So they are what a, a great, great partner. Yep, great yes, partner. What a what a great cause and enjoy that experience. That's amazing at the great. New York Stock Exchange. And uh, Carolyn, before you leave us uh, one more time, please give our national and international listeners um the website or any other contact information if they are certainly interested in supporting Save the Children and also participating with this great idea with the catalog. Yep, so they should just go to savethechildren.org backslash gifts um, or our general website, savethechildren.org, and learn more about what they can do on Giving Tuesday. And I hope they are part of that. Thank you. Carolyn, thank you for all that you do. Have a great holiday season. Thanks, Shana. Goodbye. Bye-bye. This is DJ Nicholas, gospel radio artist from Kingston, Jamaica, and you're listening to Let's Talk America. Keep it locked. Welcome back, everyone. Well, what a show tonight. Uh, Very informative. I've learned a lot, and I trust you have as well. If you ever have any show feedback, please shoot us a quick email at admin at ltaradio.com. Again, if you would like to send us any show suggestions, feedback, comments, let us know. Connect with us at admin at ltaradio.com. 
Do visit our website at www.ltaradio.com for more information on upcoming topics and show guests. We are just getting started and we are full-fledged to go for 2017. Remember to use hashtag LTA Radio, all caps or lowercase, if you happen to be listening to us live now with the broadcast or if you're listening to the replay podcast. Let others know you are tuned in. Remember, we offer a brand new segments every week on Tuesdays and also Saturdays. And in a few days on Saturday night, we will be live in the studio at WAEC Love 860 AM radio station out of Atlanta, Georgia. Now, if you happen to be in Austin, Texas, no worries. You can listen to the show anywhere by listening online. Stream us. And for more information, visit LTARadio.com. That's going to be your go-to stop for all of your questions or concerns with the radio show. Well, you know, here we love timely news, great talk, and also phenomenal music. And tonight, I'm so excited to present the music of the one and only Tennessee-based vocalist Michelle Johnson. The title of this track is Walk With Me, and it happens to be one of my favorite ones personally. Walk With Me by Michelle Johnson. Okay, everyone, stay tuned in with us. Remember, we offer news, talk, and music. Have one phenomenal week. November, goodbye. Hello, December. Stay with us. Let's Talk America with host Shayna Thornton is an entity of Pageant and Thomas Enterprises, LLC. All content original, copyright 2016. For more information, please visit www.ltaradio.com.